0: Hi everybody! Um, I thought we would have a very interesting show today. It's one of those album review segments. You know, sometimes we do those. Today we are going to do an album review for our friend Anna Owens and talk about her brand new record that's called Ribs. It is uh, an exciting time to be here with Season 6 of Moonshine and Music and new music coming out, listening to some new records. So we thought we would share it with you. How about we get right to it? We got Bailey Shelton and Brent Lee Smith today, and myself, talking about Anna Owens and Ribs, right here on Moonshine and Music. <laughs> you want to hear what a manatee sounds like? It's
1: thing where I sing better if I am barefoot, and I, I, I don't have socks on right now. Hey!
0: <laughs> Played a banjo, badly.
1: Wow. Feel the heat from the fire that's been burning in your heart.
2: Like, I loved the old vintage stuff. <laughs> Somehow the 60s and 19 days they woke up in the dark so
0: We had to bury that stupid llama and it took us forever. <laughs> <laughs>
3: make music happen, how it, how to make it pretty, how to make it dissonant, and I learned how to sing through them. Don't have babies with crazy people
0: cause they never go away. And then you could take like six pennies and tape them to the arm <laughs> and it would ride over the wave. <laughs> Welcome to moonshine and music it is a wonderful episode today as we are going to review the album ribs which is by anna owens and the band forever young and uh, i've got my friends on board today and my daughter we've got uh, brent lee smith comedian extraordinaire grip stunt double and all those other things that he does as well mm-hmm. as bailey shelton live from scotland chipping in from across the and, pond.
1: And I don't apparently do anything except live in Scotland.
0: She lives in Scotland. <laughs> She's also, uh, you know, graphic designer and magazine editor. So,
1: and a writer and um
0: and she writes you know, something, copy editor. Bailey Shelton. and You can go yeah, listen thank to Thank you. You can go read her writings and musings about Scotland. And um, so, that's yeah, a, uh, it's a good you. place to start. Right?
1: happy to be here thank you for having me on
0: the show ah, yeah, hey this is gonna be a lot of fun we haven't done one of these in a while obviously mm-hmm. um this this is gonna be a, a season six episode we are um, starting to compile those right now and uh so I mean I guess we can jump right to the uh uh the record i uh want to play just like a quick clip of uh of one of the songs and then we can um, jump into talking about the, the album um, screen share alright there we go so um, um like
3: I, I can hear Bailey Green but you're a little bit low on the volume Jim.
0: okay I'll, I'll see what I can do
2: I'd rather be called naive than to worship your modern deities I'd rather be called crazy than to bow before your feet so get your expectations out for me your rules and formalities don't you know i'm tired of playing
0: So um, uh, the, um, the I, I picked that one out because I think it kind of is a song that um, gives us a, a nice flavor of what the sound is like in general on on the record. Yeah. Um, does that you know r- ring true for you guys as well?
1: Yeah, for sure. Oh. So is Anna Anna's local to Indianapolis? Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. How do you get to know her?
0: Well, um, I know Anna because uh, she showed up at like thirteen years old or so at Square Cat Vinyl to do the open stage there, and um, I—that's—I um, mean—that's how I met her uh, uh, the first time. And then she started coming to the Books and Brews open stage that I host um, during, like, right after the pandemic kind of subsided a bit, and we started having open stage again and she's kind of been a regular there um, since. And she, I mean, for being such a young person, she's 17. And uh, (laughs) so uh, it's kind of insightful writing is what I hear on the record. Uh, Well, and I've heard, you know, as she's written these songs and and brought them to the open stage and things, um, I've heard pretty much all of them, but just not in this format with all these uh, band members. I mean, you know, at at, an open stage, you hear an acoustic guitar version, and, mm-hmm. um, so it's kind of neat to hear him completely grown up with like, you know, all of the bells and whistles happening.
1: So yeah. where does the connection with this like band forever young come in then?
0: I, I think uh, I, at her, uh, record launch, uh, party that she had at the Rick's theater in Greenfield. We, um, I was there and she was talking about that she had met them during, Books and Brews um, has open stage on Thursdays, but on like Monday nights, like once a month or something, they have something they call an open jam. And these guys just all kind of like get in a room and they just play whatever, right? The, as a group, like, mm-hmm. and she showed up to that and there was no one else there to be a singer one night. And so they started trying to play her songs. <laughs> 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 so, and and then they, I guess, hit it off and, and they started recording the record. I, think she said they'd been working on it for 18 months so I think that's right yeah so i, I guess yeah, that's a little background sounds
3: great from, too i've like, been there me and uh, Brent were both at the uh
0: Brent and i were both at the record launch show so mm-hmm.
3: go ahead Brent. yeah so I, i'd only heard uh, her stuff acoustically too and then uh seeing with the full band at her uh, re- release party and then listened to the record as it's like it's as produced as well as anything you will find anywhere like it sounds great and hearing them all together and just you know adds that extra layer to everything and it's like i'm very impressed
1: um honestly i think it's kind of fun the idea of a band working together for 18 months after meeting each other at an open jam i feel like that's that's a real successful story in itself. Um, Like I I know uh, that like, you know, even the battle of the bands with the random draw doesn't turn out so well uh, sometimes. (laughs) And that's only what a few weeks long process. So,
0: right. Yeah. I, I, the, the interesting thing to me is I, the guys in forever young, it's, it's almost tongue in cheek. They're, they're older guys. They're, oh yeah, it's funny. They're all like sixty-five plus, I think. I'm not sure their exact ages, but they're definitely older guys. And they walk out there like they walk out there, and and then she walks out. And it's like it's it's total dichotomy in the band versus Anna. Mm-hmm. Um, and her
3: and five of her, she has five extra grandpas
0: Yeah, they're fantastic <laughs> players. I mean, they they have oh, a yeah. lot of experience and they're really good. So that's a that's a huge plus. Well, it's kind
1: of a fitting visual with the sound that she's rocking because what she does is kind of it's almost like, um, well, especially with the religious industry. And also she just kind of sounds like uh, like a Florence pew kind of like not a Florence pew. um a Florence in the machine kind of moment. a lot of the time, um, like there's something like weirdly ethereal in her sound. So, Like, I feel like if I saw her leading a band of like older people and then she's the 17 year old front woman, I'm like, okay, well, this person is probably like had drinking from the fountain of youth and has somehow found the key to immortality and is not sharing it with her (laughs) bandmates. So
0: (laughs) maybe that's maybe that's it. Maybe she's actually like Benjamin Button. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Like she's just, Uh. she's got something (laughs) higher in power than we realize. So, Uh,
0: you know, I I think from, from my perspective, her first album, I think was called heartbeat Mm -hmm. and she had, um, you know, like two years ago, I believe. And the, a couple of the songs are reworked here and put back, you know, into a better version on this album and mm-hmm. and then you know the rest of them are brand new um i would say actually my my favorite song here if i'm picking out a favorite of all these is is still what my favorite song was on the other track record it's just so much better uh which is false prophet yeah i, I really love that song for many reasons but um the the backing track on this is just fantastic and her is is even better it's got like so much when I when I first saw her play it acoustic, it it had so much heart and raw like um, emotion and passion, <laughs> mm-hmm. and and it's it, it's it's hard to capture that kind of thing in a in a recorded session because you're recording something over and over again and it really does. I think it's um, you can definitely hear the edge in her voice, especially on the very last lyric of it. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I, I want to let me let me share a little piece of that real quick because um, I'll even take it to that ending piece. Uh, hold on, it's got to do its thing. There we go.
2: Maybe I really ought to learn my place. My place. Damn
0: sh- if we get all the way to the end, though.
1: Wait, I didn't mean to. <laughs> now it's a different song. I went too far.
2: Maybe oh. I really ought to learn my place. But old habits got how to pull up a chair, sit there, anyways. Maybe you don't get what I'm going after. So here, let me educate you on this matter. Real tired of your fatherly advice because I had the man, not my heavenly father. One thing I never doubt, is God's annoying because I don't want your sympathy. I've been doing just fine about an apology. But what I really want is for you to be the leader that God created you to be.
0: So yeah. like when you get, you know, you can hear the vibe, right? Just from the mm-hmm. start and the very end, you can hear all of that like emotion and compacted in there it's also uh, a really groovy song in the background Mm -hmm. i mean it is a a kind of a hip-hop tune um but it's got a lot of stuff in the lyrics about you know religion and those who purvey religion not being who they purport to be um Mm -hmm. and that that's really a message that i think i've experienced most of my life uh growing up with a grandmother who was a um in the church as a, um, a reverend, and others, you know, alongside all of that, <laughs> you know, I, I I had kind of a front row seat to some of the, you know, false prophets that exist in the world, and uh, so I I've, I've always felt a little bit of uh, that anger that she has <laughs> as she's mm-hmm. putting this together when people take advantage of others in the way that they and their faith and their um and literally the what they're counting on them for, which is emotional support and family support and communication, and um, it's uh. So I I, I really love that song and I think it's just really well done on this one.
3: Yeah, insane. same uh. the the first thing that you played for me when you um, when you picked me up to go record uh, some episodes and just. Just is blown away by that and then seeing the evolution of having it uh, redone on this it's just like i'm very impressed with her for in many ways um but i'm not really into religious music too much but with hers like you just you you forget that it's like religious stuff at some point you're just kind of like oh yeah this is just good (laughs) <laughs> and then you had to have like you know, with that song in particular, just you know that message, and you're like, you don't even really have to be religious to you know, get that message and everything. So it's, yeah, she rocks it out.
1: Um, I wanted to go back to you mentioned that she's got like this kind of hip hop beat. Um, a lot of her songs seem to have this like R and B influence that reminds me of like Y two K music, like um like rob thomas the script like like a lot of them have taken that like beat like uh even like natasha Bedingfield, like there's a certain like subsect of r&b that that was very popular in like the early 2000s and i feel like some of her songs even pull from that in a way which was really cool so
3: yeah like yeah. the second
1: second track on the album was really like that for me it was like unbroken yeah unbroken was like that for me.
0: Well, let's hear a little unbroken. Why not? We can.
1: Or Colby Calais, too. You know, it's got kind of that sound.
2: You don't understand, no. You don't understand, no. Oh. Cause in this year, body lots of broken man see your body lies a broken man. And you don't understand the objects these eyes have looked upon or the deeds I've done, as if you did, you would offer me hate instead of love. And you don't understand the thoughts this mind has fought or the palps that suck, cause if you did, you would already be gone.
0: Yeah, so I, I think that um Honestly, if she, well, she doesn't cover anything, but if she covered like Natasha Bedingfield or Colby Calais, it would totally work. She could. Yeah. If she covered
1: <laughs> Regina Spector, it would be almost like two on the nose, you know? Like, yeah. Well, especially yeah. like with her visualization, I think that it's very, um, uh, like she makes Bible references sound like, um, like massive bits of folklore, like, um, I mentioned Regina Spectre. Um a lot of the music sounds like the big fish soundtrack, actually. I don't know if you've ever seen that movie. I've seen
0: the movie. I I I, I haven't like specifically gone, oh, I'm going to listen to the big fish soundtrack. But well
1: that's because most of it is Regina Spectre.
0: So <laughs> 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 I see. Um yeah, yeah I've uh,
3: played some of her music for a friend and she said she reminded her of josh Stone to
0: ah yeah yeah well i mean i i think the thing is that she reminds us of these folks but obviously she has her own thing right yes it's just somewhere in between all of those it's in that genre right mm-hmm. um although it's got you know definitely a, a christian twist on that <laughs> genre um, <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> you know that's definitely up front on a lot of the songs um, well like, i think I, that
1: it's you know we talk about like modern religious music i think that like, there's definitely a place being carved out for, like, religion in a context that isn't, like, um, the traditional, like, YMCA camp, like, soundtrack. Um, like, you know, Kanye West put out some religious, uh, like, notes in his most recent albums. Um, like, Chance the Rapper talks about religion and, and stuff like that. Like, there's plenty of, like, modern religious music that isn't necessarily like solely for people who are in a church setting. So,
0: Well, that's true. I mean, um, especially amongst country artists, they just sprinkle in a little religion here and there all the time. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, they use it yeah.
1: as, as the same thing as like driving a truck sometimes, but yes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean, I think you and I were talking um, not long ago about uh, the Brooks and Dunn song Believe. That's just, yeah. you know, a, a total banger. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> like,
1: it's not my fault they made it a banger. Okay. <laughs> like, it's, like,
0: it's like one of the best songs of that decade, you know? Yeah. Um, and it, it's completely uh, about religion, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, be damned if you, it, you know, it, it doesn't matter what religion you are. It's really easy to get caught up singing that one. It's a good one. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I, I, a couple of the things that I, 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 really dig, um, there's a song in here that's called working hands. Um, yeah. and that one is, you know, um, I, I, especially like the, like the, the idea and the visualization that you get when you hear it thinking about, um, you know, how your, your family works really hard to do whatever they do, you know, mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. kind of the, the whole theme of the song. But this whole, you know, that, that your hands are kind of central to the kind of work, you know, that you do like, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. if you have working hands of someone who does manual labor, there might be all kinds of different calluses on them from that. If you're someone who like plays guitar, you might have them on your fingertips. If you have, you know, if you're a nail salon person, your working hands might be just decorated. Right, mm-hmm. um, and so I—I—that's I, I, not really like what she's talking about in the song, but that's the kind of visualization I get, like just from the whole idea of, you know, my father has working hands, my mother has working hands, you know. Mm-hmm. That's um,
1: um, so back in this is a weird deep cut. So back in 2018, I was working an internship in St. Louis for St. Louis Magazine. And one of the people I interviewed while I was there was an artist named Fidencio Field Perez, Uh, and he does um, textile work. He he's like a high arts person who creates these like complex weavings, basically. And he made them uh, this series called Barn Quilts about basically feeling like you have two homes, one in America and one in Mexico. And when I interviewed him, he said something interesting. He was like, "Um, part of what drives what I do as an artist is born from the fact that I grew up in a family where like labor, like hard labor with your hands has dignity, right? Like that belief that making something and having like a physical remnant of that work is something to have pride in. So yeah. very cross generational, cross cultural ideas there.
3: Yeah, and then with her and um, getting to know her parents, um, you know they're both contractors, and they—that's you know, what they do for a living. It's uh, just when you meet them, and you see just how you know, personal and and literal it is for her. Like a, her parents are also awesome, like. They've seen me perform, but just uh, by being at uh, the, their kids' uh, shows, um, and his brother uh, Sam is a comedian too. But I, you, know, their parents are so supportive, and they're always at their shows. And they've seen me more than my parents have. They've seen me, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, the, it's
0: good those good people. Yeah, Samuel is uh, and his brother, and he's pretty funny. And he did um, kind of an introduction at the um, at the launch show, and then yeah. Chris Chris Wolf was the um, the opener. Never heard of him. And no one's ever heard of him. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I, I I thought you know uh, not just record review the 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 show was really well done. They were they played yes. great live. They sound like they do on the record, um, which is you know. Uh, that's that's kind of magical it was a lot of uh it, it was uh, really well done i um yeah I and, and you were talking about her parents i mean they were there they were like uh, out there selling uh refreshments and stuff and <laughs> yeah. keeping everybody happy and, uh, yeah,
3: and her siblings are helping with that too is yeah like a big family affair is
0: just like,
3: I love their family I was like it's just so cool like Just seeing them there is important because they're seven kids and they do everything for all of them. It's uh, it's cool to see. And then uh, for the, I got the release show. It was cool. I she would uh, introduce each song and you know give a little bit of what it's about or history, whatever. And she'd be like a little bit nervous while she's kind of you know just, just doing that. But then mm-hmm. once they started and she started singing, just like, Yeah, that's her like just boom. Like in the performance mode that way and it was that was really cool just just to be able to turn it on like that.
1: hmm
0: Yeah. So um do, do you have a favorite on the record, Brent?
3: Yeah, I've this uh last night and today like I've listened to it all the way through like three or four times and if I had to pick a white, just one, it'd be the same with you, a false prophet or maybe Sparrow, which you had a, a hand in naming. Um, <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, she came one in. Song uh,
3: that, you know, uh, there's no weak link on this, on this record. 15 tracks and they're all great. Like,
0: yeah. Sparrow is interesting. She came to sing it at the open stage the first time she sang it. She's like, I'm not sure what to name this. And uh, she's like if you guys have suggestions and she got done and I said I think it should be called Sparrow and then I guess that's just what happened um, yeah, no, it fits too. <laughs> um, yeah it's a, a that, that's a good tune uh, it's um, it, honestly I you know we should listen to a moment of it it's a little different than some of the others
3: so the imagery on this one is, is really good
0: Yeah, you see where the sparrow thing comes from once you hear the chorus. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's uh, it's a little different um, rhythmically than a lot of the songs uh, on the record.
3: Yeah, it's uh, like a lot more upbeat. Um, you know it's uh, probably the most dance worthy track.
0: Yeah, um. <laughs> and you yeah. Yeah, I was just thinking really dance about it. A of yeah,
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, except when he's doing his song "Dance with Me." Uh, what's
0: that? <laughs> what did you say about "Dance with Me"? Well, that's uh,
3: like the only time you really get to dance.
0: Oh, <laughs> I guess. to dance
3: with you, you have to dance as well.
0: Uh, well, you know, I guess so. You, you know, I, I don't know if I can dance to a lawnmower to this, with a lawnmower to this song, or maybe you could, because that, that's it. Yeah. Not everybody's cool like that. forte. <laughs> mm-hmm. Lawnmower dancing with Brentley Lee Smith. I, if, if you taught a class in that, I'm sure it would be uh, interesting and fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> might have to look into that.
3: You know, I feel like the
1: safety going. protocol and something like that might be pretty strict. You <laughs> might have to get a waiver to do right. lawnmower dancing.
0: I don't know. Did uh, did you have to get extra insurance when you were filming the lawnmower dance? Or... No, uh, <laughs> I just kind of did my own thing. You know, I'm a rebel. <laughs> uh, fun. So overall, um, on the record, we think it's a a, a plus.
1: Yeah, yes. I would put it at a plus. Uh,
0: no, that's that's where I am. I think it's a. Uh, very solid independent record um if you guys are looking for um a uh, very um, unique record honestly there's not a lot dropping right now that sounds like this um and the lyrics are across the board there's stories in every one of these songs Uh, a lot of them are very christian and religious um and that is you know um if you're if you're a christian you're totally gonna love it if yes. you're not, I still think you'll like a lot of the songs. They're, they're very well written yeah. and very well thought out. And, um, yeah, not, hear, hear the message here, hear, hear her message and, and then enjoy the, enjoy the tunes. That's where I'm at on it.
3: Yeah. It's not, it's not at all preachy. Just, she you know, talks about some you know, religious things and you know, some things in you know, that context, but, you know, it's, if you're like me, you will forget that it's a religious thing, and then you know, you like, Oh, yeah, that's what you know, like, that's in the Bible, or whatever. And it's just like, it's just, it's just good music. Um, you know, I, I, it, it's just good. If you like music, you like this.
0: Do you have anything else, Bay?
1: No, I think if you uh, give it a listen, it'll give uh perfect explanation for everything that we've already said. So <laughs> I, I, I agree with the two of you. I think that you've pretty well summed it up. So, yeah.
0: Cool beans. Well, uh, that's it for today's moonshine and music. Uh, we'll see you next week. Moonshine and Music is a presentation of Not Less Entertainment, copyright 2023, produced by Joe Shelton, cameraman, grip, and stunt double, always Brent Lee Smith. We hope you join us for more episodes of Moonshine and Music.